0: Okay, 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 okay. okay. Alright. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Takura, okay. No, it's not easy, I know. Who pay you when you're not? Do you know what it feels like to be better? I just feel like giving up, oh. but I've come a long way, though. and yeah, You've come a long way, so. Devendish, get so get away, get away, get away, get away, get away, get away, get away,
1: get away, get away, so, for those of you who are listening, I think you know Hilton Barry. He's one of my best mates slash cousin, and I've known you, Hilton, since I was f- five years old. Um, and the reason why I think we're going ha- to th- the reason why we would have this conversation specifically is because one of course I you know admire you so much, and I think uh, it's been a privilege to kind of see your journey from five years old up until where you are now, um, as the Sables captain for uh, for, for rugby. And I thought it'd be good to kind of just ask you a little bit about your story and kind of your journey to date. I think specifically because I think as a young Zimbabwean, um, we I know my belief is that we are more than just uh, inflation and the rates or bond notes or (laughs) like we're so much more than that. And I think it's important to shed light on um, some of the stories so that, you know, we can Inspire each other and those who come after us. So, so thanks for the time. I guess maybe just to start, you know, I'll ask you just to take us back. Well, to first, I'll ask you how you're doing as a beginner, like what's been happening, you know, with yourself, with, with, with the Sables and what have you, and we can start there.
2: <laughs> cool. Doom, thanks so much for uh, the kind intro. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Um, cool. It's always cool. an honor and a privilege to, to sit with you and have a chat um yeah man like it's been it's been a roller coaster um couple of months um sure. i'm in a bubble at the moment um we are mm-hmm. currently preparing for um the rugby world cup um qualifiers the first round so sure. so it's, it's nice to just be back on the park back training um so mm. good to see the boys i mean you should have seen the first day that we came into camp it was like yeah. literally like game you know like your first day of school or back to school let's yeah, say you're yeah, you're yeah. your, your, Back to school when you haven't seen your mates and you're yeah, catching yeah, up yeah. over like what you and that kind of vibe. Sure. So it was like that. It was just awesome to see guys again and also to see some yeah. of the new faces um, mm-hmm. that have come in and joined us. So we're in cool. a bubble at the moment preparing for um, preparing for the qualifiers. Um, sure. Obviously, you know, in the world that we live in at the moment, it throws you hurdles left, right and center yeah. um, with COVID yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we've had to um, adjust um, in terms of some of the things that we um, that we normally used to when we come into camp, um, sure. but I feel like it's really brought us together as a squad. Um, so it's just sure. it's been really good to just be back, um, to be throwing a ball around again and just having fun yeah. with the mates. Good man, good. And you know, obviously you've been involved in
1: the under twenty setup, the cheetah setup for so sevens rugby as well, and of course Sables probably for the past I'd say what five six years or so now you'll be what you consider like a senior player and captain as well now. So, the last time Zem was at the World Cup was, I think, 1989, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or the Sable specific, in 1989. And I think for, for years now, we've been just trying to chip away at this elusive dream of qualifying for the Rugged World Cup. Um, with you, I guess, at the helm of leadership from a player's perspective, what do you think is different now? um versus maybe other years when you're involved with tables in the past
2: yeah okay so i've been, I've been involved in um this would be my third um qualifying campaign and yeah. the last two um you know the, the first one that i was involved in 2014 um mm. really close we were literally um you know a couple of points away from going to a world cup and oh, yeah, um, yeah we we, we just yeah we just we just fell short i mean probably one of the Toughest days of my rugby career because um, sure. we were so, so close. Um, mm-hmm. Then, you know, 2018 came and, you know, that was a bit of a disaster. Um, mm. Although, you know, we had um, people that were backing us as sponsors and, and, and those kind of guys mm-hmm. that jumped on to, to help us, it wasn't really run properly. But I feel like the biggest difference that um, I'm experiencing now compared to the other years is just time to give sure. up. Time together is sure, gold. it's literally gold. And this process started in 2019. Uh, 2019, mm-hmm. um, you know, they brought our coach, Brendan Dawson, back um, mm-hmm. in to lead us. And mm-hmm. he came in with a vision of okay, this is how we need to do it. We need to go on a, on a four or three year cycle where we need yeah. to get guys playing together as regularly as possible. And yes. it showed. We, we went away um, in 2019, early 2019. We played in the Super Sport mm. Challenge in South Africa against uh, South African franchises. And it was a good learning curve for us. Yeah. We, you know, results yeah. wise, wasn't That's great. Tough, but good. But, yeah. it, but it was really good. We got to play mm. uh, quality teams week in, mm. week out. We, mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of guys that are coming um, out of Zim Rugby, they haven't been in a professional setup or, or experienced a professional setup. Yes. And that's what we had in, in in South Africa. You know, it was mm-hmm. run very professionally. We were trained like professionals. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that just kind of carried it on. And we went into the Victoria Cup where we played Kenya, Zambia, yeah. uh, Uganda. And we mm-hmm. ended up taking that tournament, you know, with one game to spare. And it just shows yeah. that what we, what we had learned in that tournament, we took into um, the African tournament. And we mm-hmm. managed to implement what we had learned into that tournament. And it was very successful for us. Obviously, sure, 2020 sure. happened. Um, 2020 yes. hit us really hard. We did not expect it, but we wanted to keep our momentum going. Um, mm. I know that the, the backroom staff and the management were working overtime to make sure that we had games throughout 2020. Mm. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Mm. Um, mm. Then 2021 came. Yeah, uh, you know when, you know they planned this um, this uh, this camp that we're currently in at the moment, yes. Yes. where you know, we were brought together for eight weeks and that mm. this eight weeks has been gold. You know, we've managed mm. to get two games. We had a couple more games lined up. Unfortunately, COVID didn't allow us. Mm. But just training, uh, being around each other, working together, learning what yes. someone does, is, is it goes such a long way compared to years before mm. where we met literally a week of the test match. Some guys would arrive on a Thursday before a test match and we're expected mm. to go out and win where mm-hmm. you don't really know the guy you're playing with. No so time. now we've yeah. managed to learn combinations, learn how guys play, and it's yes. definitely going to um, help us going forward.
1: Cool. Now, it makes sense. I think, I remember, I, I remember firstly watching that 2009, I think it was 2000, not 2019, but the 2000, and when we lost the game to Kenya. No, we beat the, Kenya, but I think we, we, we lost to Namibia. Kenya, we, we beat Kenya. We yeah, lost to Namibia. Yeah. Um, geez, that was heartbreaking. But I think I remember. I remember you just you mentioned about this. Now, it's scary to think that we literally were a couple of points away from a World Cup, and really, you had spent three weeks together as a team.
2: Yeah, we it's, we got together. We had a, I remember, I remember that very. I remember that very clearly. We literally had ten days. We had a ten-day camp. Or ten days. Literally, right? but we literally got together for Jeez. ten days. No sponsorship. Sure. No no one backing us. Um, I think. There was a company that eventually came on board um, mm. on the last, literally the last day before we traveled. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we had nothing, literally had nothing. We all we had was a coach, one coach, a manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was, and our our coach at the time, Brendan Dawson, is our coach now. He was yes. running the backs and forwards by himself. Well, sometimes we'd have to run the backs. Um, so backs would look yeah. after themselves. You deal with yeah. the forwards. And we were literally one try away from from playing in the oh, uh, yep. in the World Cup in England. That's huge.
1: So I, I think it's two things. And so now we're saying we have time. We've got sponsorship. Yeah. We've got sufficient management and coaching stuff. I think for me, the main question, which I think is the most important question, on top of all of these things, is to say. I'll, I'll get. I'll go a little bit back into your, your your history or whatever. This is the last point I'll touch on. This is to say. Yeah. Is the belief there and I'll, and I'll tell you why often i feel as though i used to see for example let's use an example wales wales this is before they started beating the spring box it's like yeah they would go 20 30 points let's say 20 points up against africa and somehow somehow, some way somehow they would always find a way to lose Always. similarly <laughs> always. i've watched i've watched and i've watched say maybe cheetahs the cheetahs right we do this way they'll be up in the tournament final. It's yeah. literally extra time. Like, the game's done. All we have to do is kick it out. Or And, and I've seen this on two athletes. The, the Olympic qualifiers has won. And there's yeah. also maybe, say, the Hong Kong, where we'll be ahead. The game's done. The opposite team gets the ball. And some way, somehow, <laughs> we, we, we find a way to, to, of course, to lose the game. And that's not to say, because yeah. guys are incompetent, but I think the question I have to me is to say, sometimes, like, when you don't, like, Believe something is for, for yeah. you. Yeah. Some way, someone you find a way to sabotage it. Whether that's in the preparation, whether that's during the game. Are you? Not, if that makes sense. So I guess for me the question becomes like, is the belief there one and and, and yeah. what and uh, at least conversations around that idea being being had at this point um, in the, in the quest yeah. for, uh, for World Cup qualifications? Mm-hmm.
2: No, you you hundred percent right. I mean, I was um, involved in those in those in those two mm. games. Well, I was mm. involved in the one in Hong Kong, and I was injured mm. in the Olympic qualifier where we, you know, yes. we lost right at the day. De- literally, uh, mm. the same situation, mm. pretty much identical. Mm. And just to answer your question, I think the the belief is definitely there. Um, mm. We've gone into this tournament or this period um, now where. You know, the coaches are, we, we're starting to talk about it a lot more. We, we're we starting to, the, in the way that we deal with, um, with the way that we talk about it, we're not we're not saying things like, um, if we qualify, it's when we qualify. When, so we're almost, when. Speak, we're, we're speak almost speaking it. it into existence. Sure. Every single time we're in a team meeting, every single time mm-hmm. we're on the field, we're mm-hmm. training as though we're playing against a Namibia or a Kenya in a final. Of the World Cup, of the Africa Cup qualifiers, and I think that is so important because if you start preparing yourself to play like you're playing in a final, by the time the final comes, you would have told yourself, Mm -hmm. "I've played this a million times. I've literally done this a million times, over and over again." And Mm -hmm. I feel like in the in the past, our mental toughness was the biggest issue. That Mm -hmm. was the biggest issue. You could not fault our talent. Yes, mm. our preparation was not great, but mm. we we made it work. We found a way to make it work. Mm. But mm. It, mm. the the last ten minutes, the last five minutes, is what let us down. And that I believe that comes down mm. to your mental toughness and mm. how yeah how tough you are mentally to get through that period. Mm. Because like you said, sometimes we'd be in the lead and we're like, you you're so shocked. You're like, how is this actually happening? Like, what? <laughs> we're not meant to be in the lead. Yeah. And you find it like lead. yeah, Yeah. we're <laughs> that- Yeah. 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 You almost bring yourself down because you're like, listen yeah we're not this is not meant to happen and yeah. then you find that I guess other teams like feed off that and they kind of realize, hey okay, these guys actually don't back themselves and then they just start hitting us and hitting mm-hmm. us and hitting us before you know mm-hmm. we've lost. So mm-hmm. I think the difference between then and now is just how we are approaching things and how we're almost mm-hmm. speaking it into existence every single time mm-hmm. the conversations that we're starting to have. It's sure. when we qualify, when sure. we play in a final. Sure. Uh, whereas in the past, it was, yeah, if we make it or, Busy yeah, maybe when we make or... it, there's that, yeah. So now yeah. it's like everyone is saying we are going to be there and we're speaking it into existence every single sure. time.
1: And it's, yeah, that's, that's wonderful, I guess. And then it's believing that Zimbabwe can be synonymous with excellence and that we exactly. also deserve to have a place in the sun as well. With England, exactly. with New Zealand, with yeah. Scotland, or whoever, right? And I think that's like, yeah, that's critical. Okay, cool. So, you know, we're glad things are going well and that you guys are on your way to qualifiers. So wishing you all the best um, on oh, that. Thank but you so much. I'll take, I guess, a, a little bit back to maybe a bit to the beginning. Um, yeah. I think very much, very much we'll often find, okay, you mean you've had a really illustrious... Um, career, and I think there are not many, I'd say, like, maybe young Blacks and Marlins who have actually been able to go and play professional and and, um, and play at the highest level. So just to take it back so you can see, you know, what the roots were um, in, in, the, yeah. in the journey, um, in your rugby journey specifically today. So first, yeah, where were you born? Where did you go to school? All, all that good stuff. And I'll ask you questions as and when I need to.
2: Awesome. Yeah. So, born and bred uh, Zimbabwean boy, um, born in Harare. Sure. Uh, come from a, a you know I have a younger brother um, who is um, currently playing in France. Um, sure. And you know he we've yeah we we, we have well, my mom and my dad and you know we've mm. we've grown up uh, loving sports, uh, love playing sport. I've always been an outdoors person. Uh, love being on the outdoors. Loved playing yeah. sport. I tried all kinds of sport. Yeah.
0: Um
2: but I just I fell in love I fell in love with rugby and cricket from a very young age. That that was w- what I loved doing. Um yeah. I remember, yeah. you know, we used to drag our parents halfway around um Zim or um, yeah South Africa to come and watch us play sport on like during the week. Uh, and, yeah. you know, they always made an effort to come and watch us play. Um mm-hmm. and that was pretty awesome. So I went to, I started off at Heritage, um, sure. Heritage School in Harare. I uh, did grade mm-hmm. one to grade five there. I guess that's where mm-hmm. I, I fell in love with sport. I met a guy called Patrick Scott Martin, um, and he had mm. boys that were at Heritage. And mm. he's the one who introduced me to to cricket and rugby. Um, yes. Because growing up, um, no one in my family had really played um, yes. rugby or cricket. Yes. So I kind of just picked it up from from being around people at school. Yes. Um, so that was pretty awesome. And that's where, you know, that's why I just fell in love with it. Um, cool. Then maybe I moved- On, the, on that point, after... maybe,
1: maybe on that point, I'll just pause you there. Um, so, yeah. rugby, and, r- rugby and cricket, I think, really unconventional parts. And at least at that stage, there was no one who we can say was, that looked like, uh, like you know, black, young Zimbabwean who was playing at a professional level. It wasn't, the, the only black yeah. person I knew who played rugby and looked back to me was George Gregan. I remember that, like, yes. at that yes. stage, George Gregan was the only person of color you would see. Do you remember, like, yep. for the Brumbies? He was the yep. only person of color. I, not it, <laughs> You
2: know what? He he's, was he's
1: the, the only o- one. He's the only person of color, or at least uh, when we were kids. But I want to pose you yep. to say, and I remember you mentioned Patrick Scott Martin. Um, of course for context i know i, I played a little bit with you s- sports yeah. hours during this time but I know when, when you mentioned his name it kind of took me back he was a very critical component I think to your sporting childhood so yeah yeah well what did it kind of he mean to you i guess from like the cricketing and, and rugby perspective oh and, he...
2: had, and, and,
1: and, and does you know that he does he know that you meant you know he Honestly, meant that he... much to you from that stage you know what I'm saying
2: Honestly, I don't. I don't think he does, and I don't think I have um, shown it enough to him. Sure. But honestly, my career would not have started if it wasn't for Patrick Scott Martin. Sure. I don't know what he saw in me. He invested mm. a lot of time in me, um, mm. and I must. I must thank him um, honestly for for seeing something in me, believing in mm. me, and and working mm. with me, uh, because. Mm. The journey that I'm on now would not have happened if it wasn't for him. Um, so yeah, he played a crucial role because, um, as I said, um, I came from a family that wasn't um, uh, didn't have a cricket or a rugby background. The
1: background, um,
2: sure. so it was it was literally things that I was picking up at school, and I didn't mm-hmm. realise that you know I had. Um, I hadn't really, I had never picked up a bat. I'd never picked up Mm. a a cricket ball. Um, Mm. You know, all I kind of knew was football at the time. Yeah. So the time that he invested in me um, was special because of, you know, I just look at my journey now and where I'm at. You know, Mm. all credit must go to him. It's funny because it's almost like
1: I didn't even realize that when he fed that into you, it also had a spillover into Farai. As well, yeah, you want to arrive for, for contact with your brother as well because I didn't even because you were so obsessed as a child with rugby and cricket. Oh my god, I remember oh. you, we used to on Saturday mornings there would be school, <laughs> school's school one day to Friday, and on Saturdays there would yeah. be like cricket cricket on Saturdays at school in the morning, yeah, and every Saturday you'd go to Heritage to school. <laughs> To play cricket. I remember I used
2: to come spend the night in your house. I, <laughs> I used to come spend the night at your right. house. Then go to heritage. Yeah. Walk to heritage in the morning
0: for cricket. for cricket.
2: I I was so obsessed. Um, mm. Like I said, I just fell in love with the sport, and mm. I think it's uh, it's so hard to explain. Like even to this day, um, mm. I promise you, I can sit through a whole test match, from literally from day <laughs> one until day yeah, five. Yeah. Yeah. I watch everything so
1: yeah
2: i think it so it was just from a young age i was just so obsessed and i was so hungry to want to learn to want sure. to um to want to achieve what i've been seeing because when i started playing that's when i started realizing oh okay cool They're, this thing is actually you know a thing that people play I uh, started yes. watching tv I uh, started mm. picking up on what people do on tv and i was like well, you know what i actually want to be like these guys Yes. so I think yes. that's where it kind of started so I'd say it was granted there show sure. grade sure. four yeah grade four is probably when I was like you know what I think this is something that I might actually want to do
1: got you okay cool so so we're playing I can assume Colts rugby at this stage and then, then yeah we move from we move from the heritage to St John's uh, St John's prep
2: yeah so uh, what was that what was that
1: What was that transition
2: like Oh, it was awesome, it was very easy, uh, because mm-hmm. literally everyone that I was with at Heritage, probably, what, 80% of the guys from Heritage moved to St. Yeah. John's. Um, sure. So that transition was very easy, because um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I already had friends, or I already knew people um, yeah. that I was going into. You know, when you start started a new school, you don't really yeah. know anyone there. It can get really tough, but I think mm-hmm. just having guys come over with, with me made it so mm-hmm. much easier, although, out of everyone that moved from heritage, I was the only one in uh, the, the class that I was in. So I yes. literally had to make friends from scratch. From whereas scratch. all the other boys were um, yeah. kind of uh, in the same classes. Together, uh, sure. But that was pretty cool. I made some really good friends. Um, friends mm-hmm. that uh, played a huge um, influence in, in, in my career sure. um, at St. John's. And going forward, so so that was a really yes. cool move, and I think it was an awesome move in terms of my sport as well. Started nice. taking sport really really seriously uh, when I moved yeah. to St John's. Um, so that was a, a good a good time in my in my uh, schooling year.
1: Cool, okay. And um, I remember at St John's you are also deputy head boy, um, and and I think pretty pretty impressive feat considering you literally were there for like ten months. <laughs>
2: He's been there for like a year, <laughs> like 10 I months. I you remember that day, so, um, <laughs> yeah, We were sat yeah. at St. John's College. It uh, yes. was prize-giving. It was yeah. prize-giving and um, we were sat there and then they were announcing mm. the head boy deputy. And mm. obviously, think, uh, yeah, there was always that There was that chat of, uh, you know, oh, maybe Hilton. Uh, and I was what, like, what, sure, yeah, it can't yeah. happen. Yeah. It can't happen. I've already. been there for a year. So, yeah. yeah yeah literally i was there for a year i remember just sitting there and i got my i just got a cell phone i remember that clearly and i was on my phone during Mm -hmm. the prize giving Mm -hmm. and then i hear my name and i'm like wow what's going (laughs) on here this this, this is wild and everyone's (laughs) looking at me and i'm I'm obviously not meant to be on my phone Uh, yes yes Yes. that was awesome um like i said did not expect it at all um but but yeah it was was Fond memories awesome uh, achievement something that i that i look back on and I'm, I'm really proud of
1: okay i know since then i think you have been actually able to go back and speak at st john's prep um some of the guys yeah. there when you when you go what's like the general you know theme around some of the motivational talks you've given them
2: um Hearts. you know yeah it was yeah. awesome it was awesome it was good to be back i had not actually been back to st john's in a, in a very long time actually so just yes. walking through those corridors was mm. pretty awesome going into my old class. Mm. It still looks the same. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: still, they, looks, St. still looks still
1: real, looks They really need to invest more in the in the facilities. They need to invest really to... and love St. John's they but they're have, really they same best, pro- same chalkboard, chalkboard. And and board. my
2: name my name was engraved in the desk. I was like this is one of <laughs> <laughs> I don't think how many years ago Anyway, guys, that's no shit. <laughs> but no, it was awesome it was awesome to yeah. um, to go back to see some of the teachers that were uh, there when I was still there um, yes. and just to just to catch up and and, and sit yes. and just have a chat to them about you know the memories um, yes. that you know we, we, we shared at St John's so that was awesome and also just to speak to the boys uh, just to encourage mm. them um, to dream mm. big to mm. you know chase their their dreams and their goals uh, because mm. you know, the sky's the limit, and there's yes. so many opportunities out there, so it was quite nice. Yeah. And and it was also pretty cool that a few of them actually um, knew me or had heard about me. Um, it, so that it, was also cool. pretty cool. That was also they're pretty like, oh, cool. Oh, gosh, to, you know, have,
1: I'm actually out here. Have, like, this, <laughs> this boy is actually <laughs> okay, cool.
2: Exactly, exactly. And That's then, cool. you know, they're asking me, oh, What was it like when you were here, and mm. what's changed, and all of that. So it's good to share to share those, those memories with them. So I really enjoy that.
1: Okay. Now that's 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 awesome. Uh, yeah, I think back to like maybe St. John's Prep days and you think, you know, you're, you're bright-eyed and you don't know what the future has in store. So I think it's really awesome that you actually got to go back and kind of sow yeah. into them, some of the things that you've learned across the years. Um, okay, cool. But now here's I thing interesting. Typically, of course, we go the natural move from st john's papers to go to st john's college right yeah or st george's or peter or what or what have you normal sporting you know sporting based school as well you then choose to say i want to go to south africa what inspired (laughs) that move like like was that always a thing that was in your mind how did that even come to fruition you know
2: that was never in my mind my my thing was always finish up at St. John's, mm-hmm. go to the college, uh, yep. St. John's College. That's what mm. everyone was doing. Um, mm. That's what all my friends were doing. Uh, well, mm. most of my uh, my schoolmates were doing. And then um, mm. I had a really uh, close relationship with a good friend of mine, uh, Paul Vincent. And yes. he wasn't going to the college. So we started chatting. And he was my, he was my best friend um, at school. And he was actually the head boy at the prep mm. school and uh yeah we were really mm. really really close because we played we played uh, cricket together we played rugby cricket, together cricket, right. um sure. yeah so we we were really good mates and he started saying listen i'm going to south africa and i was like yo my my best mate is leaving me like i That's i man. need i need my to go wherever he's going yeah know? i yes. need to go he's yeah. going conversation yes. started with my parents i approached him and i said listen you know Paul's going to South Africa, I think I might be keen. And wow. they were like, there's no ways you're going to South Africa. That was the first <laughs> conversation that we had. Oh, my, oh <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, no, they were like, are you, wow. there's no ways you're going to South Africa. Wow. So after, you know, trying to speak them into letting me... I didn't know, know the comment. story. I didn't know this was even... Yeah.
1: Oh, my. I didn't know you. peer nah, they were they like, like no. we need to...
2: <laughs>
1: I didn't know the story. They
2: are like, no, no, that's, wow. that's not happening. I was like, yeah. oh. so then I eventually got them to sit with Paul's parents. Um, yeah. They started talking because yeah. our moms had um, uh, St. John's uh, parents' engagements and things, so they started yes. chatting. Um, yes. And, you know, Paul's mom convinced my mom. She said, listen, just go and have a look. Just go and mm. see the place mm. and have mm. a look. Um, so mm. parents eventually um, agreed on it. So we went to South Africa, but Obviously, we just didn't want to set our minds on one school, so we applied to a couple of other schools. Uh, Marisburg yes. College was one of them. Um, Hilton College was another one. Mm. Um, applied to Michael House and applied to St. Charles as well. Um, yes. And then, so obviously, I told my parents about this, and I think my mom ended up speaking to your mom about this as well. And then, yeah. hey, we just made it one big—we just made it one big holiday. Go to South Africa, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> Go check it out, yeah, yeah. let's see what this Michael House was all about. And I remember, yes. I remember driving into those guys, and I was yeah. like, so initially, I went to Mansfield yes. College first. Yes. I went to for yes. College, and I was like, now I could get a feel from when I got there. I was like, no, this is not for me. Sure, I can't, I can't, I can't sure. do this. But I mm-hmm. remember driving into Michael House, and I was like. It's done. It's it's decided. It's a this rap. is before me. you
1: before you even get to me. I think it's official. I thought nice first was quite like, awesome, I was like, "This is pretty dope." But you are like, nah, let's let's just see
2: the next school. Let's see the next. Yeah. School. I, I remember just driving up Warriors Walk, driving up mm. Warriors Walk, and I was mm. like, "I've never seen anything like this in my life. This is the place. Like, yeah. this is the place yeah. that I need to come to." Um, yeah went through the interviews and yeah, managed to get a spot. Obviously I would have loved to get a scholarship there, but I didn't end up actually getting a scholarship. Yes. Um, but just to be, um, given a, 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 a spot at the school, very yes. uh, prestigious school was just yes. amazing for me. I mean, you know, uh, a young Harare boy, um, yes. you know, yes. leaving Serbia to go to South Africa. Yes. Yeah. It was just special. It was just. Uh, it was just a really, really awesome Thank moment. I remember my parents, and I, that's when that's when the post used to work in Zim. And I remember my parents getting an envelope with the back at to the top, yeah, and then with yeah. the acceptance letter. Oh, best one of the best moments of my life for sure.
1: Dude, that's terrific, and and, and that's such a wonderful story. And and as you and as you um, retell that story. I didn't even like something just clicked in my mind. So when we were at, when you were at, um, when you made the transition from Heritage to St. John's, I remember I had done a little, I'd moved, I defzim and going to Canada for a while. Then we actually came back, yeah, and we came back, right? And we were like, should we go to Heritage or, or, or what school should we go to? And I think you, of course, yeah. were saying, now nah, we're going to St. John's. This is the. This is the move. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, and then I literally the just, I just, I just, I just, I just plugged in like accordingly. That's one. I plugged in the- <laughs> I, I then I I plugged in accordingly. That's one. But then two, like that's that story of you going to like, saying to your parents, we want to go to South Africa. This this is the move that we have to make. Then you, of course, go. Um, It's funny because I remember that trip vividly, like so clearly. And I literally went yeah. just to, a, I went to escort you on your scholarship interview i wasn't i literally just exactly. went the, oh,
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah as a scholarship interview i'm just gonna go there and then i don't remember i think mom was like just or your mom was like just take your uniform do you me just take your uniform just take your uniform i'll be like okay i don't know why i need my uniform yeah. but okay cool <laughs> so, I take, so i remember i pack my uniform i get everything together then we of course we we drive up and I think you and Paul, head boy, deputy head boy, you had all of like your, your cream The white, blazers. The white blazer. Yeah, 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 your white blazers, <laughs> your badges, head boy, deputy With, head boy. with the
0: badges, with, with, the with badges.
1: All, your, your, all, of, all of that fancy stuff. And then I, I left all my badges at, at home. I didn't bring anything. So I just had like a basic, yeah. like green blazer, nothing. <laughs> so I'm just there like quietly just walking around and of course I'm blown away by the, by the whole. The whole day was just like, I was just blown away. It was unreal. It, it was just unbelievable. But I think the thing that stood out for me, was, like, then you had your interview and then I think it went, I would wear then you leave the interview and then you're talking to Paul Fleischack who is the deputy. Yeah. Who was the deputy headmaster at the time. Then he, then he goes, oh, um, and who are you? He's like, oh, this is Dumi, this is Hilton's cousin, wada wada. He's like, so are you, why do not you applying? Why aren't you applying? He's like, no, I just came for, to escort these guys on scholarship. He's like, no, you should also apply here are the application forms, here the application forms. <laughs> 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 it was crazy. So I just, so I said, I, I, think I reached all those. And then of course, three months later, you know, we're on our merry way back to South Africa for, for school, but I say, that's what you say said. Like, yeah, I think you've been very, I, I didn't realize how influential you had been on those two particular points. One, of course I want to go into St. John's and, think, and, then, and the St. John's to yeah. Africa move as well. And I think you helped like, Set away for both of those moves, so yeah, forever thankful for, for those.
2: And I moves. think, and I think also, obviously, um, when you had left uh, for Canada, I think our, mm. our our friend or our relationship kind of drifted mm. away a bit. Obviously, sure. you know, we weren't really just, seeing each yeah. other or chatting or yeah. spending time with each other. But I mm-hmm. think that that period um, kind of brought us back together again, yes. because you yes. know we were we were now starting to do the same things. We we're going to the same school. Um, yes. When I went to St John's, then you came to St John's, and then yes. when I was going to my house, then you came to my house. We went to the same so place. that kind yeah. of just built that that relationship and friendship yes. again, which is which is yes. so awesome, man. Yes, no, it is, it's, it's it's terrific, it's terrific, and,
1: and Oh, it's the awesome memories? And and then we go to then we, then you're at school for for these five years. Was that what was that period like? You know, being away from home. Because look, let's face it, right? it, it wasn't a the most for what we think we think boarding school the most would think is of going to Marondera or somewhere close to Harare or what have you that's that's the furthest you're going let alone a whole country let alone yeah you know only thing I knew about South African high schools is when I'd watch the St John's uh, Festival on TV that's the most that's the most exposure I'd ever had to South African high school so what was that like I guess like on a macro level what was that whole experience like largely good bad or was it just all great for the most part
2: Oh, you know, initial stages was tough. And I remember. I'm sure you remember. Um, initial stages were very, very tough. And as you said, you know, we when you think of boarding school and you're from Zim, you, the furthest you're thinking is maybe one hour. You know, you can call your mom or your dad and say, "Listen, uh, come visit me." Or whatever. They'll get into a car yeah. or easily drive up. But like you said, we're in a different country. Yeah. It was how many flights? Two flights. Two, two flights, flights to get to two flights two and a, flights. an hour and a half drive. Drive to get to my <laughs> <laughs> with the middle of nowhere, the
1: middle of nowhere. <laughs> exactly, the middle of nowhere. Yeah.
2: Two flights, yeah. an hour yeah. and a half. So it's not like it's, they can't just like get on a flight and just come and yeah. visit. So yeah. initially it was tough, um, mm. and I remember I remember this day so clearly. We um, so I'd made the fourteen a cricket side and Paul also made it. So it was nice that both of us were playing in the same cricket side. And, and I, I remember he Vincent, was. This is from Zim. Well, Paul Vincent from Zim. This is Paul, Paul Vincent Zim. From. Sure. from Zim. Yeah. Sure. And he was very homesick. I was also very homesick. And literally, I remember you. You were the tougher one. You were the tougher one out of the right. both of us. I remember that. I used to cry. Like, Il- 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 used to cry. My way used to I cry. could not.
1: cry. Used to cry. That was it tough. Angry. it was It was. It was. We're 12 years old. When you think about it, we're 12.
2: Literally, and never like been away from home. I think the longest I'd been away from home for was maybe at night. And um, no so world. it was really yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, and I remember we were playing cricket that day, and um, Paul and I batted, and we batted quite well. Then um, we were fielding, mm-hmm. and then, I don't know, something happened to him. He got injured or something like that, and his aunt was there um, mm-hmm. watching us play. Uh, she yeah. took us out for the weekend, and yeah. then I remember coming off the field going back to school and mm. i remember i think paul used to say uh, he was in the bed next to me i remember getting mm. back to school and everything was gone he his bedding was gone trunk was gone and then i remember our housemaster, mr kale calling mm. me into his office or well, he actually called me to his house that day mm. um well i think it was his office both of us were there and yeah. then he was like guys paul's left Paul's gone. I remember that. I just, I just completely broke down. I was like, I, yeah. I can't. I, I'm also, yeah. I'm, I'm on the next flight. I need to get out of it. I need to leave. I can't you know be it. here. Yeah. It was tough. But it was tough. and I remember yeah. we, we weren't allowed to speak to our parents. But I think Mr. Kale let us speak to our parents at that time because obviously it was just a very difficult yeah. time.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: just remember my, my dad saying, There's no way you're coming back to them. You are mm. going to stick it out you are you're there. going to stay there to see this thing my, through. my mom was ready to book me on the next fight my dad is like there's no ways he, he's coming back you're staying there and <laughs> I'll tell you what that was probably the best decision I've ever yeah. made in my life literally just hanging in there mm. hanging in there for for you know that that week or uh, well, the weeks mm. that came after that mm. was mm. the best decision I. Made ever made in my life and mm. I'm, yeah, I'm just so happy that I stuck it out because you're yeah. just staying there just opens so many doors many doors absolutely I remember that day clearly and
1: I remember I only cried two days for at those five mm. years of school I only cried well not I cried twice the first day yeah. was when my mom left when, when I said bye to yeah. my mom. <laughs> that was the first time <laughs> I remember I remember crying that day like man you're that I cried just you know that's, that's your mother I'm 12 I remember that exactly. day, and the, and the second time I cried was the day Paul left. I remember him coming into yeah. the dorm, packing everything up, and I remember just like, I think I cried because we're the only three Zimbabweans out there. We're meant to be like, this is the thing we're trying to do here. This is the thing. This is the thing we're trying to do here. We should to see this, do five years here. Now for two weeks it yeah. fails, and I was strong the whole time. But I think that day I cried. I said, yo, nah, this. Is, I, I don't know for, for some reason. I think it, it made me. It triggered me, um, emotionally. But. Yeah. You know, so thankfully, of course, you stayed, and you what? We did the five. You did the, you know, you did six years actually because we did the I five did years. You did the six years. years. Yeah. So I yeah. guess maybe I'll come back. To, I'll come back to the six years. But yeah. one, Michael House towards your, what? What did it mean to you in terms of like your growth and development as a young man, or a teenager, and also relative to I guess your career?
2: What did it do for for that? It definitely taught me a lot. I think being away from home, uh, being at a boarding school, just Mm. teaches you a lot. It just teaches you to grow up very quickly, Um, Mm. Mm. because you don't have your you don't have your mom there to do um, stuff for you. Uh, Mm. We don't have your dad there to do stuff for you. You almost, Mm. I mean, we we were very lucky that you know there there was quite a bit of stuff that was done for us, but at the same time, there are lots of lessons that you that you got out of it um so it definitely helped my growth um, obviously yeah. there there were there were a couple of years where I strayed you yeah. know as a, as a teenage boy's growing up um, they do stray uh, you know that, that d block yeah. year where you think you are you know you've, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. left your yeah you're, now you are grown up and start doing things. Yeah. so there are certain things that I in that year that I definitely regret but I learned a lot from yes. Um yes. so in terms of my growth, I think Michael has played a huge role um, in, in the person that I am today.
1: Mm. 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 No, for sure. And and I guess relative to to rugby, which was, who was the most instrumental, um, let's say, coach that you had there with respect to your your rugby?
2: Or cricket I I had, coach, oh, or whoever was yes. more India,
1: yeah, but rugby, yeah, but but rugby more specifically.
2: Yeah. I had some awesome coaches um throughout my time at Michael House. Um from the time that I started, I started with Mr. Ferreira. He backed mm. me as a as a young twelve year old playing against, mm. you know, some big boys. And he <laughs> backed me. He backed my skill. He saw something in me and you know, he yeah. put me in the deep end. I was I remember I was playing fly off um at the time yeah. as a very skinny twelve yeah. year old, remember thirty I was thirty seven KGs. Thirty um seven. I was 37 kgs when I was in. Uh, I was <laughs> tiny. I was tiny, Jeez. and uh, and he backed me. So he was one one guy that uh, played a huge role. Um, Adrian Moran in my under 16 year, under yes. 15 and under 16 year was I huge. That. Um, I that, yeah. But I would say the most influential guy um, in terms of my my high school rugby career was Rayno Cormack. He never coached me. Um, mm. He was director of rugby at the time, so he actually never coached me, but he he saw something in me. Um, you know, it goes back to, mm. to, to Patrick Scott Martin. Patrick Scott Martin mm. saw something in me mm. and that's exactly like Reno Kornbrink. He saw something mm. in me. He mm. invested a lot of time in me. I remember he sat me down after my under-16 year mm. and he said, listen, do you want to play Craven Week? Mm. And I was like, of course. And then he was like, No, no, no. Mm. I want you to go away and think about it. Really? Really think about it. Really
1: think about it. Really think about it. it. Yeah.
2: Do you want to play? Mm. Went away, thought about it, and I was like, Yes, I will do anything. And then he said, I want Mm. you to trust me. And I said, Mm. I will trust you. And he says, I want you to move to Scrum Off. And for me at the Mm. time, I played a little bit of Scrum off in grade seven um yeah but scrum off was not for me i love playing yeah. 10 i love controlling i love yes. i love being in the thick of things i love making decisions and he said i yes. promise you if you want to play Craven League, move to scrum off mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. huge huge and and what was it and did he basically coach you to be the scrum off that kind of put you in that kind of incubation period that you know because now you're a scrum off and you're the national captain for zim um, what was that process of incubation like when he was coaching you to be, you know, that's kind of scum off?
2: Oh, It was tough. It was really, really tough because um, I remember this so clearly. My my left hand pass was nowhere. And I don't know how I managed <laughs> to get away with it. Yes. All those mm. years, mm. I could not pass left-handed. like mm. I literally could not pass left-handed. What an arena. And I don't know how I managed to get I don't know how I managed to get away with it. Mm. And just through um, working with him and him backing me. I mean, I remember we, I, he used to tell me to leave prep. I used to leave prep, I'd bang prep, go to his classroom and would practice passing <laughs> for like two hours. <coughs> during prep would practice, you'd say, listen, do all your homework and whatever during the day if I didn't have sport on. And yeah. then in the evenings, I'd go to his classroom and would pass balls the whole time for like two hours. And that kind of just helped me build uh, build confidence in my past. Yes. and you know it was one of the best decisions I made because I made first team rugby the year after. Yeah, uh, um, in two thousand and nine, mm. I was the starting scrum off, mm. um, and then um, I missed I missed Craven trials because I chose cricket. I was captaining the cricket side, uh, and we went on tour to I the
1: I remember that, yeah. I re-
2: yeah, so I missed I missed trials um, because I I said, listen, I'm captain of the cricket side, so mm. that's mm. where that's where I need to go. And we went on a mm. on a tour to the UK. But mm. then in my final year um, of matric, ended up playing Craven Week. So there's a, a story a guy who backed me, who supported me, who worked with me, and we achieved the goals that we had spoken about in um, yeah in my. Year in my in my under sixteen year after we finished the season.
1: That's phenomenal, and I think that's that's wonderful. And I think I don't we under maybe maybe underestimate the impact what that guy had towards rugby at yeah. high school at that particular time. I remember my class is relatively speaking is a very small school in the global yeah. cont- in the grand context of high schools in South Africa. Like at most, you have five hundred yeah. boys, and generally we. we as a school they would they would punch above their weight significantly against other big schools and not yeah. really produce springbok springbok on a thing that yeah. was a thing that oh when he was there mr combrick it was like patrick landry ruan combrick patrick Saliers, ross cornea yeah. um yeah. you know like mark like mark richard's S.A. essay mark richard's S.A. essay you 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 for for Zim, for sables guy Like when he was there, the production of international athletes for our our rugby stars was, it was wild. It was wild. I remember I looked back and I said, geez, of course there was a bunch. It wasn't only one coach, right? There were other coaches there as well. Yeah. But I think, I know he he played a a significant role in terms of the culture of rugby at the school at that time. And I think that story speaks to his influence. um, Um, at, at the school, you know, so wild. So okay, so cool. So so now basically we've done five years. Now we're saying we're at this crossroads. We were trying to choose, if I'm correct, between rugby and cricket. We say, ah, yeah. You mentioned that you went on a cricket tour earlier, and you are, remember from if if I remember correctly, cricket could have easily have been a career opportunity as well for you. Yeah. Um, what was that decision like? And when you look back, would you have made? Would you have chosen
2: any other way? <sighs> um. Yeah, this is a tough one. Cricket, yeah. for me, I believe, was my number one sport. Um, I was definitely a better cricketer than I was a rugby player throughout okay, my high school career. Serious
1: cricket player. You were serious. Like, yeah. Serious.
2: serious. I, yeah. You were nice. Time, yeah. The of, I mean, I, I worked hard in both sports. Don't very, get me wrong. Very, I, very. I, very. I, I, I completely believe in hard work and I always used to put a yes. lot of work into, into both sport But yeah. I mean just from When I was under 15 I, I was so shocked I, I made the Natal under 15 crickets I don't know mm. how um, mm. And then to top that off They saw something in me and they made me captain I was like what mm. is going on here that. I remember, that. Yeah, um, I remember that. Then in my um, In my It was my C block year mm. I made the Under 17 uh, Natal cricket side
0: mm-hmm. and they
2: made me captain there. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, this is, it's this is cricket. ridiculous. And then my B block here, mm-hmm. I captained the Natal under 19 side mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was only in, 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 uh, in B block. And mm-hmm. I captained the first cricket side also when I was in B block. Um, I think mm-hmm. I was the first ever, uh, mm-hmm. B blocked to captain the cricket side in the school's history that had never been done before. Um mm-hmm. and I was, a big deal. And I was playing a big really deal. good I was playing really good cricket and it wasn't just mm-hmm. the leadership point of view but just in terms of my performances as well. You know, I was sure. racking up runs, I was keeping mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. So cricket was cricket was the dream for me, I think up until my final year of school. I think mm-hmm. that's where I made the decision to not play uh cricket. Why? You know. Um so, like I said, in my under-17 year, well, in my B-block year, I made the Nizal cricket side. Mm. And in my final year, I'd had a good good season, I'd had a good year, and yeah. I was hoping to make that side um, again. And then the rules changed, and, you know, with South Africa, the quota system it's a massive thing. Um, yeah. I ended up missing out because a foreign player was now counted as a white player. So, yeah. therefore... Um, a black South African cricketer had to yes. be picked ahead of me, ahead of and you. that's when I, yeah. that's when I missed out. And I was like, you know what, I, I'm done with this. I, yeah. and I kind of lost my passion for cricket. Because and I remember you'd been, you'd been involved the whole way throughout the age groups, and then I'd been involved letting... the whole way through. Yeah. I was in the system. Um, I remember at the time, um, in my in my matric year, right at the beginning of the year, oh sorry. End of my B block year, mm-hmm. my grade eleven mm-hmm. year, I remember the Zimbabwe cricket coach was coming to. He would fly to South Africa to come and watch me play. It was uh, the late Kevin Curran at the time. Um, he would come he and watch me play. He was flying in. He was he was bringing me kit. He was bringing me bats. They're like they were trying to, they were trying to give me the. Trying to recruit, like
1: hectic.
2: I was like, I was like, this is crazy. They're sitting me yeah. down and talking contracts and all of that. Um, I made this Zimbabwe under 19 cricket side without going to one trial. I was literally on the plane to go to Australia for the World Cup because of what he had seen. So cricket yep. was the... F- and I think the reason why I didn't end up going on that tour was I needed to make a decision now on my matric or cricket. I was going to miss six months of the year. I'd been, uh-huh. I'd been, named, I'd been made, named a school prefect head of house. Yes. Um, I had my 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 CACs, my grade A's to look after. I mm. obviously had my my academics, and I was yes. going to miss the, my final rugby season. Mm. So those I had to make a very tough decision, and I turned yeah. it down. And I said, listen, after school, cricket is what I want to do. But then mm-hmm. after experiencing what I experienced um, during that uh, that Natal um, yeah. selection. I just said cricket is not for me, and I just pulled the plug on that. Um, I'd gone to Cravenwick a couple months. Before that, I Mm. had uh, teams after me. Um, I got Mm. offered a contract to Western Province. got Mm. offered a contract to the Cheaters and a Mm. couple of other universities. So I had options, and I ended up going to Western Province. And I think uh, a good friend of mine influenced me uh, Mm. to head over there as well, uh, Patrick Howard. And yeah. We ended up going there. Um, who was our captain, my, my final year deputy head boy, he also yeah. got a contract to go to Western Province. And yeah. Kweku Botsi, who was a prop, first team prop, yeah, also ended up going to Western Province. We had four Michael Lars guys, in Western the, whole, Province. the whole gang, the whole gang went over. The whole gang, yeah, yeah. They just made looking back, made it
1: so much easier. Was it was easier looking back. Were you happy with that choice, or do you ever have? Have you ever had moments yeah. you look and be like, very happy?
2: Very happy. I mean, there, there are times where uh, I'll sit and um, I'll watch cricket, and I'll yeah. be like, could have really, could have actually played for Zim? Yeah. Potentially could have played for them because there was a time when I was um, on holidays. I'd come back and I would train with the Mashonaland Eagles. They had mm-hmm. offered me a, a contract to go play cricket for them. Mm. Um, so I was training with with a lot of guys that that were playing for them. Alton um, Shugumba was the captain at the time. Uh, mm. Prosper was in the team. Um, yes. Regis cover guy. who's a wicketkeeper, he's a yeah. wicketkeeper now. Yeah. Um, he was there. He had just started off. Kyle Jarvis was also there. So yes. I was, you know, I was facing those guys. And these um, guys are all, the Bob, you know, these guys are all like our biggest stars right now. Right? Like, yeah. they are our biggest stars. Mm. So, mm-hmm. and I, I felt like at the time I was holding my own. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I look back at it, but to be honest, I definitely made the right decision. There sure. are times where sit and I'm i like, oh, could have played cricket, but play cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely the best, uh, the right decision. I believe. Okay, cool. Well, cool. I think yeah.
1: What a what a conundrum to be in, but but thankfully, of course, it's, it's worked out. I guess for the most part, um, on the yeah. positive trajectory. Of course, now then we have, of course, like this rugby career. Right now, we've we've, we've gone, we've finished high school. We have now this like we we moved to cape town of course and then what has and now now, of course now it's professional it's no longer high school it's now professional what has the professional journey been like going from i guess from province to you know whatever the journey has been like um from yeah
2: i think i think you know coming coming from zimbabwe resilience is a big big word for us it's a big thing for us we have to be Mm -hmm. resilient in everything sure. that we do, although I didn't spend a lot of time in Zim, uh, during the, the difficult times that we experienced, mm. um, you know, it still, it still kind of hit me because you go yes. back on holiday, still get a feel of, you wouldn't get the yeah. full, um, the full package of what our parents were experiencing, but you yeah. could feel it,
0: you yeah.
2: know, and yeah. I think that kind of um, helped me when I got to Western mm. Province because a lot of resilience had to be shown. I remember when I first got there, it's not a professional setup, it's not professional rugby. Mm. You know, you don't really have someone babying you around like you would in mm. high school. It's literally mm. each man for himself. You're mm. vying for a spot. If you don't perform, you're out, the next person comes in. Simple as Simple. that. Simple as that. And I remember yeah. the first three months, the first three months that I got there, I think we started off with maybe 40, 40 guys or yeah, around 40 guys by the three months, I think 15 or 16 had left and they just could not handle the heat. We did not touch a ball for three months. For three months, we were just running, just fitness, 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 okay. starting like early at like half past five, six. Yes. Um, and I remember our coach at the time um, his name is Steph Null, and he actually works for Rugby Africa now and I've met him a couple of times through right. um, through stables engagements and yes. I remember him saying oh, we don't kick this we don't kick people out of the system the system will get rid of the people that don't deserve to be in the system And that's literally what happened like if you could not handle it the system would just remove you there's, by itself there's, there's, they there's, did not have to do. There's, the, there's the door. There's the they literally did not. They literally did not have to do anything. The system just removed the people that could not handle it. So that was really good. Um, obviously, you when you get when you get to the academy, you're in the academy. You're just living as boys in the academy. Um, you train together and you get the whole uh, professional feel. Mm, mm. Then um, after the three months, you start playing club rugby. Mm. Um, and then two months into club rugby then you have western province trials so mm. we had western province trials and then now it's like all the guys in the academy plus guys on the outside because there are some guys that were talented um, yeah. at school but it, they're really good yes. players but then they just mm. decided to go to university instead right. of into an academy so right. people like them would come into trials um, mm-hmm. and I had a blind of a trial ended up making the, the team Huge. And we played and, in the under 19.
1: Okay, got you. You played the under 19
2: tournament. Yeah, play, yeah I played in the under 19 Curry Cup uh, where we we did really well. We made, we made it through to the semis and then ended up losing to the Lions at Ellis Park. Um, wow. So that was pretty special. Just getting the opportunity to play in these big stadiums was yes. unreal. Like, absolutely unreal. Super special.
1: Like you're getting a taste, like there you're in the big franchise, you're getting a taste of what. Is almost there. Um, who are some of the yeah. players that you played that, that you might know, just just very quickly, um, in, in that in that team? Anyone would know. The or...
2: um, so, uh, Patrick Howard. He's uh, he's played for Munster. He's currently at Ealing uh, Trailfinders, uh, at the moment awesome. in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Leitz. who's a Springbok now, uh, playing in La France at Roche. He was our sure. fly half. Uh, I'm just trying to think the top of my head who else was involved there like Dean Hammond, um, Dean, Dean, Hammond. Dean, Hammond. Uh, Dean Hammond played towards the end of the season, Corbus van Weyck was playing for Leicester Tigers okay. um, and then uh, I played I played a game for the under 21s uh, okay. came off the bench for one game uh, I remember playing with guys like Cyr Kulisi, uh, yeah. he was he was there, Eben Isabeth was there uh, Nizam Carr. Uh, they, they had all the big things, They had all the big, oh, yeah. all the big dogs. And I was just I literally remember going to training, mm-hmm. and I was just like, like what is going on? And they <laughs> no, they no. were they weren't even at the main side. They were under twenty ones. Bro, they but but even then, team, but but even coach. then,
1: even you like this is a squad. This is even then even like this is a squad. This is a there, like, 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 this is team. team. Is a is a team. Mm-hmm. So Jeez. yeah,
2: that that year was pretty cool and. um, I did really well. Uh, initially, I started off the bench, and mm. then I started playing really well and ended up starting right mm. the way through into the semifinal. Um, and then after that, I didn't get a contract. So I was kind of just weighing up my options, like what am I going to do now? Um, and what was, what, was at- what was that feeling like? What was that? What was that? So you, you want to say, man, I'm in the province
1: setup. I've got a taste of under-19, a taste of under-21. yeah. I'm thinking I might be in the mix here like let's see what the coaches said I was so, thinking I
2: was in the, yeah I was thinking I was in the, I'd been called up to the 121s I was trading with yeah. them I played a game for them so I was I was like surely surely I'm getting there's something, I'm, I'm, I'm in this thing, I'm yeah. going to get something yeah and then nothing came so I was kind of um you know very disappointed obviously um that yeah. I hadn't oh, got anything So Mm. now I was just trying to scratch and think about what exactly I wanted to do. Mm. Then i got a phone call, very random phone call from uh, one of the managers at Western province. And they said, I remember this call so clearly. Um, Mm. I just come back from the gym. He called me and he's like, where are you? And I said, I've gone back home. um, Like, because I, because a lot of the guys that were staying or guys that had got got contracts had to stay for like Mm. an extra week or so. Mm. Uh, And I said, no, I flew back home because obviously I didn't get a contract and stuff. And then they were like, how soon can you get on a flight to come back to South Africa? And I was like, why? So now I'm thinking maybe there's a contract that's come to you or something. And then they were like, no, um, Darby Tehran, the S120 coach, wants you to come to trials. And I was like, what are you talking about? What? he's like, yeah, he watched you play in the mm-hmm. final, wants you to come to trials. I was like, this is wild, yeah, like this is crazy, man. Yes, and obviously, in my head, I was like, I have no South African heritage, I don't have a South African passport, and the guys at Western Province know yes. this, so they I'm sure they would have told them, so maybe yes. there's something that I'm that missing, maybe much there's a loophole, right? Or yes, there's something, yeah let me know complicated i was like listen i can get on a flight tomorrow got on a mm. flight went to kimberley
1: yeah
2: got to kimberley i remember walking into the hotel i came a day later than everyone else yes. walking to the hotel and i'm seeing the big names the big dogs i'm just yeah. like i'm starstruck these guys are my yeah. age but, <laughs> but just still human. like yo even even i think the horses the paul your dons, the i was just like this is and this they won that wild. year they won
1: they won that world cup that year
2: they won that world cup they, they won that world cup, that world cup. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah yeah and
2: i was just like what is going on so we played trials and then at the end of those trials so there were 100 guys at the the the, the first round of trials 100 mm. guys i was like this is wild like there's no chance they're probably like nine scrum halves or something crazy like that sure End of the end of the that was for three days. End of the three days, my name gets called to come to second round. I was like, what is going yeah. on? This is crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm on a Zim passport, but I'm not, I'm not obviously saying this to anyone. you yeah, just, just going around with
1: like, like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just going with the this, flow.
2: I'm like, this, maybe I'm here they, with this they know what they're doing. Sure, go through second round, go to the third round of trials. I get my name comes up for that. And I was like, no, this is crazy, man. Anyway, mm-hmm. carry on, carry on, carry on. Now, third round of trials, uh, squad was trimmed. I think it was like 40 something, 45? Right. And then that's when they started asking for details now, like passport details and ah, all of that kind also, of stuff. You also, are you like, guys, I think I'm in the mix here, boys. I think I'm in oh, the mix we, I was
1: literally like, I remember like
2: speaking to my mom. Because I, I told my mom when I left, I was like, mama,
1: I think these mama, guys mama, made a mistake.
2: Yeah, I'm probably yeah, yeah. just going to just go and I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. And then I keep going, I keep going. And then I was like, I don't know what's going on, but they just keep, mm. you know, calling me back. And I was having a good trial, I was playing well. Mm. And then the passport thing came up and then obviously I had to give in my documents. And then they were like, mate, why didn't you say anything? And I was like, I thought you guys knew all along. You guys would have known, you guys would have known, yeah. Where's the problem So that was, that was a cool experience. Just to know that I made the final 45.
1: Um, I think, psychologically, like, nah, but I'm here. Like, okay.
2: okay. I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Like and, You know, there yeah, were like, yeah. so, there some big names and I, I could I could match them. You know, I could like, mm-hmm. I could play like him or even better. Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, but I still didn't have a plan. I still had no plan. So yeah. I decided to go to the UK. Well, yeah. uh, Just kind of see how that goes. And
1: figured. And what was that, what was that, what was and, that like, the, the, I guess, the emotion-wise, that paid because now you've come off like Michael House, like the Quavering C- C- Week, you've done the Western Province, you've done, you know what I mean, like quite highly decorated, I guess, up until this point, right? Now we're trying to figure it out, Yeah. We're kind of scrambling here.
2: What was that emotionally, do you have know what I'm to say? Oh, it was, it was very, very tough, a uh, couple of years in my life where, I literally had no plan. I was, I still had a dream of playing professional rugby. That was my thing. Sure. I sure. trained, like I was a professional. I made sure that I, I, I treated myself like a professional in everything that yes. I was doing. Cause I still had the belief yes. that belief yes. that I was be professional. But yes. I found myself playing in um, national three. When I got to the so, UK, so, so maybe the so Prem. So, so there's Prem, Premiership Rugby, Saracens, Bristol. Yes. Then there's championship. championship. And then there's? Right. After Championship, there's National 1, Ooh. then National 2, Ooh. And National 3. Meanwhile, we're so playing was, at Province. Uh, yeah, playing
1: we're, playing at we're playing at Province, I and,
2: West uh, prop. and yeah, I was at SA, SA under 20 and now yeah. I've gone to fifth division in England and it was a very tough tough time because you yeah. you lose motivation you yeah you're asking yourself is this really
1: for me am i mad am i mad yeah, yeah is this
2: really for me and i think i think there were times you know where like uh I'm sure my parents were like they wanted Gross. to probably say listen i think you know we right need now? to give this a we need to we need to give this a bit of a you know put it to the side and focus on something else, but I just kept pushing. Uh, I pe- yeah. kept pushing. I, I met a very good, uh, very good guy. Uh, his name is uh, Jimmy Terrell. Sure. Awesome, awesome guy. And he got me involved. He was an ex player. Uh, played with. Yeah. Um, played with Owen Farrell. He was mm-hmm. a legend at, at, at uh, during his time when he was playing. Just very sure. unfortunate that he. Um, Got injured a couple of times and had to retire. But mm. I met him. He became a mentor, looked after me. And he got me involved in the Saracen Sevens. Mm. Uh, mm. Played a couple of tournaments for Saracen Sevens with some some big names um, mm. from series. Uh Neil de Kock was one of them uh, who yeah. played with me. So that was pretty yeah. cool because I used to look up to Neil de Kock. Yeah, that's um, the problem. I remember that's playing... The yeah, and I remember playing like in in tournaments against uh, Harlequins and and um, and all these prem teams. And That was pretty mm. awesome. Like for me, that was huge. We were playing uh, Paul Saki, He was playing for England. He had played Paul for England like, the year before. Paul, yeah, he played yeah, for Yeah, England yeah, yeah. the year before. I was I was playing against them. So that was yeah, that yeah. was pretty awesome. Playing for Sarries opened up doors for me to play for them because that's when I was approached by Zimbabwe Rugby Sevens, um, mm-hmm. if I was interested uh, in playing for them. They were playing in London um, yes. for one weekend, and they invited me to train with them for the week, and mm-hmm. that's when I first got a taste of, of Zimbabwe Rugby.
1: Huge. So, so, so we've, got, we've moved to the UK trying to figure this thing out and say, guys, let's go to the UK and roll the dice and, and see what happens there. Yeah. And for and for i guess a year and a half two years it's just not clicking we're training not, we're not going to it's just it's deep um thinking but did you ever think about maybe maybe well, oh, what or was the belief always oh, there that now at some point something will kind of come up work out for me or you like, maybe i oh i don't know i don't know
2: you know yeah I, I definitely had those days i definitely had those days where i was like oh, no it's not happening but at the mm. same time, I was so driven, so determined to mm. uh, to, to make it. I literally yeah. told myself, listen, you have to make it. You have to, have to, have to make it. You don't have a choice. There's no choice. You way. need to keep pushing. If There's times are tough, you keep pushing. And I mean, I was very lucky that I had a very supportive mom um, yeah. who encouraged me, who, who helped me, who pushed me. Uh, you know, days yeah. when I was down, when. I couldn't anymore. I felt like giving up. You know, she'd always, always be there and saying, listen, just keep pushing, keep pushing. It's going to work out. It's going to work out." So that's where I found my strength. I also found my strength in my brother we have such a close relationship. Um, And, you know, he was always just pushing me, always pushing Mm. me. Whenever I wanted to give up, he says, no, you can't, you can't give up. Just Mm. keep, just keep going. Things are going to happen. Things are going Mm. to happen. Mm. And... You know, I'm glad that I stuck it out. You know, Zim7 yeah. came and then, yep, yeah, I was literally on playing on the circuit
1: a couple of years later. That's wild. I think maybe that's that's such a wonderful story. And maybe speak a little bit about your mom and, and, and family support. I think yeah. yeah, we, I guess, are the first generation in many ways in which at it least is, it is for young Zimbabweans, whereas if you're young Black Zimbabwean, it is possible to have a professional career um, yes. in sport. However, yeah. when it was a thing that was like, I'm sure when you were trying to uh, pursue this, you were very, it was an anomaly. It wasn't a common path. And in many yeah. ways, like, I'm sure people looked at your mom and said, like, are you serious? Like, this is not a thing yeah. that young Black Zimbabwean boys do, right? This is not yeah. a common career path. So I guess maybe... From your side like how much tell some stories about some of like the support that the, you know your mom's given you throughout this your journey you know in yeah. those particular times yeah. when it hasn't been as as glamorous to do so you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah oh am no, I'm, I'm so so blessed to have um you know my mom she has always been there for me, mm. I, like mm. just my, just in supporting me, being there for mm. me, you know, if she could travel to come and watch a game, she'd always come and watch a game, regardless mm. of wherever we play, she'd make a plan to mm. to be there um, to watch me. And like I said, mm. obviously, you know, there were times where, you know, you, you're, you're just down and out and you're like, I don't see anything happening. I'm playing in the fifth division in the UK and yeah. nothing is happening. She'd come and watch me play. She'd come and watch me play in that in that fifth division. And she keep encouraging me to just keep working. Even, hard, then, keep, even, even then, whatever even whatever, this, whatever, the even level, then. whatever the level. Yeah. Yep. Whatever the level she was there. She told me just keep working hard, keep working hard, keep believing. And like you said, a lot of people would have questioned and said, Listen, what, like, what's going on? And you know you saying? know you know you know that you know that typical uh zimbo question that 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 zimbo parents ask and I'll translate it i should mm-hmm. have sports i should, I should have sports Should sports sports? i
0: there's
1: no like there's no money in this
2: and, the, and the, basically the translation is there's no money in it you know oh, because man. i think yeah. our parents our parents based our grandparents they probably would have been telling our parents that listen, you have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. A lawyer, a lawyer like that's how But whatever. obviously sure. times have changed. And um sport had got professional. It was it's literally you know, you can make a living out of it. Yes. And yes. um and I and she just believed in me. She saw the hard work that I put in. Um mm. and she yeah, she, just, she just told me never to stop but just to keep chasing my dream and she's yeah she's supported me all the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Shout out She's the greatest. Okay, okay, uh, cool. Special... So she's a special, absolutely, um, absolutely. Okay, so okay, so maybe just last couple of things. We've then, of course, made the transition from we've gone through. Now we're on the circuit. We're now sp- playing for Zim. Now you're going to be the captain. Amazing. Um, yeah. Most recent club you played for, of course, was was Jersey Reds, um, in the championship. So of course now we're yeah. really, like you know we're playing top level rugby right as well. What was how yeah. did that even come about how did how did that opportunity come about oh, you were playing sevens for a while right so what happened there i was
2: yeah i was playing sevens for a while and um i just enrolled into university uh the university of johannesburg and i played right. varsity right. cup for uh, mm. a couple of years mm. and my time at uj was coming to an end and i still did not have a plan so in my my second year at uj i had an amazing amazing season I was playing mm. some awesome, awesome rugby. Mm. Got a couple of offers. I remember the Greek was offered me a contract. The Pumas offered me a contract. But mm. with me, taking that contract meant that my studies would have to come to a halt. Yeah. But I said to myself that if these guys came knocking on the door now, it will come again. Sure. So I took the gamble and just said, nope, it's fine. Uh, I'll see you guys. I'm going to carry on I'll, my studies. Yeah, yeah. Third year came, nothing came up. No one, absolutely nothing. nothing. No one was saying anything. I wasn't yeah. really starting much. I was starting one game, benching the next game. Yeah. I wasn't starting, so I was like Hilton, what did you do? You had an opportunity and you let it go. You, yeah, and I was down yeah, and out. Yeah. Um, went through a very difficult time in my life then. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I was struggling because I just did not know what I was going to do. Yeah. Then I remember. I had met this agent when I was in my first year uh, at UJ. Met him through another guy that I played with. Yeah. Um, took my contact details and and we never spoke for two years. Mm. Out of the blue, um, I get a message on my Twitter, and that was very strange to get a message on my Twitter. And it was this guy, Anthony Johnson, who's an agent, mm. and he said, Hilton, I'm trying to get a hold of you. Please drop me your email." drop him an email. And then he says, please and I call you. He calls me. And then he says, um, so yeah, we met a long time ago, but uh, you know, uh, what are your plans? And I said, listen, at the moment I don't have anything. And then he was like, okay, cool. Um, there's a team called Jersey Reds. They are mm-hmm. wanting you. So <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. And he was like, no, um, I had a conversation with the coach and they saw your highlights and they want you. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested?" And I was like, what do you mean? I was so mm-hmm. confused. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, I thought it was like a joke or a lie or Because, because, was,
1: because was, for a while you are just a you did not this, you're not getting any, not as much game. you're not now getting saying, Right, right.
2: I'm not getting a And I was like, uh, and then he's like, okay, let me call you back. I did not hear from him for like another day or two. Sure. Um, then he calls me again, but this time he's calling me at like 12, midnight. And I was like, this is like this is weird. And he was calling me off a number I didn't re- uh, recognize, so I didn't answer. Then he called me again in the morning, didn't answer. And then um, eventually I answered. And then he was like, Hilton, please go check your – I'm trying to get hold of you. Oh, I was trying to get hold of you. Please go check your email. So mm. I'm like, okay. Email comes up open the email there's a contract and then he's like Jersey have offered you a three year contract um, um, and then in the email he like he like put their website and where Jersey is he's like go and have a look speak to your parents come back and let me know what you think I was just like this is, this is crazy I was like this is wild, wild. like what is going on I was like, you, "This is a scam. You're lying to me." He's like, "I promise, it's all legit." Went through the contract. I remember calling my mom, and like literally just started crying on the phone. Like, could Whoa. not hold it. And I was, like, oh, "This Whoa. is unreal." Whoa. I remember, I remember running to your place because we used yeah. to live like very close to each other. I lived on the same. Yeah, oh, yeah, really, I I not Yes. So. Well, you were home. You were home.
1: I think you called me I like five missed. I had a lot of missed calls on my phone. I'm saying, what? why am my phone being blown up like this? Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And then I was just like, yeah. and that was it, man. Literally, uh, all my the years of hard work was just shown in death. that email. I was just like, Oof. I can't, I can't believe it. I literally could not believe it. Oh, Makes have oh, been so like,
1: it was amazing and then a couple of months it just gives it me up. it gives me it gives goosebumps Give me just, just 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 thinking about it <sighs> so we have west we have we go from zimbabwe to south africa yeah this opportunity called michael house which is a very like prestigious school which is like a terrific blessing we uh, through by virtue of my class we get some assistance. we help. we then go to and the Natal Sharks. We go to Western Province. We have a we, we do a trial at S and the twenty. We get into a forty-five. We we go to of course um, the UK. Take a little bit of break. We go to detour, We go to the province. We go to take a de- take a detour. We go to the UK, but then still come out of that. We take a little bit of a devil in Saracens. We're playing some Zim sevens now. We become the captain there. Then we also then go to so there are all of these like terrific highlights but also in between yeah. each highlight there, there have been some gray areas of, of difficulty yeah um and challenge what i do hear though is you always come out of it um and i think and the question for me has been like what has been like the most influential how how influential how have you dealt with those in between periods and has your faith been a significant contributor to how you manage in between those and how have you kind of like coped well it's tough you know in some of the you've had these illustrious big moments, but how have you coped yeah. in between those those mountain tops?
2: Faith has definitely played a huge part, and I think sure. um, it. I definitely um, grew a lot in terms of my faith during those difficult times. Um, sure. And, and also just the people that I had around me. I, mean, mm. I had my brother. I had my mom. I had mm. you. Just mm. just a lot of family around me. Um, mm say I'm a very family orientated person, um, yeah. so just having people around me to encourage mm. me to push me, because we share the same dream. Um, my brother and I share the same. I mean, we share the same dream up until obviously your injury. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. We share the same dream. We wanted it so badly, and we were working yep. towards that. So you yep. understood. You understood. I get it. Fully. What I wanted. Fully. Fully. You fully got it. So. Yeah, you know, I could always like count on you to for for your advice and and mm. you know mm. when I was feeling down and it was nice that we're living very close to each other because mm. you know mm. we could have those conversations
0: mm. and then
2: my, obviously my brother was going through the same journey like he was going through his professional journey yes. as well yes you know so yes. he he also knew what I would go through um, during the good times and the bad times but yeah. I think for me what really helped me was. The people around me they really got so, me through the difficult times uh because yeah. you we we went through a lot of difficult we to, to <laughs> right? um so yeah there's just just the support system is was next was absolutely amazing
1: so we are where we are now we've had this we've had so all all of these highlights we are now at the helm of zimbabwe stables um the goal, I guess, is to. What's the big goal right now? What is the big goal? What do you? What is the leg- What is the big goal right now? And What is the legacy you want to leave behind? Specifically, I think, I think um, for Zim rugby after you, you know, yeah, after you're here. After you're here. I think
2: for, for me right now, the big goal is to help the team qualify for the World Cup. I think we've been starved off playing on the world stage for a very long time. There are so many talented. Zimbabweans um, that have to leave the country to go to greener pastures uh, sure. to try and, and and build their names and make their names. But mm. I believe that if we get to a World Cup, that's going to open so many doors when, for people in this country. When, 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 when we go to the World Cup. When, that's right. When, when we mm. go to the World Cup, it's going to open so many doors for people in this country. It's going to mm. Rejuvenates Zimbabwe rugby, and I think it's, that is that thing that we need just to get guys believing in in, in Zim mm. rugby again. Uh, mm. Because let me tell you what: there is a lot of talent. There is yeah. a lot of talent, and that that has had to, like I said, go elsewhere to try and make it. If, I don't. if we yeah. can get it right, if we can, get, when we get it right, now it's definitely going to get a lot more people. Wanting to be involved in Zimbabwe rugby, and I think for me it goes far beyond just the World Cup. It's mm. to build a, a good path for others to want to yes. follow. That want to follow the the journey that we're starting today. It mm. shouldn't just be 2023. We must be looking mm. beyond that. We yeah. want to be playing against the big teams. We want to be playing yeah. against the Argentines, the Australians, the Englands. Yeah, we want yeah. that. You know, yeah. we want our guys we want our guys instead of going to the sharks academy you know there must be an academy in zimbabwe yeah, no, where no, no, our team. guys yeah. where they develop yeah. their skills want to play for zimbabwe rugby yeah and that is the legacy that i would like to leave yes i was very mm. fortunate and very lucky enough to play overseas mm. but mm. right now i realize that i need to sacrifice mm. doing that to help my country Mm. To get to where it should, you know, yeah. and yeah. and it, it, obviously it's been v- it's been very difficult because mm. you know at the end of the day bills need to be paid and you need to look after yourself and For unfortunately sure. at the moment at this present moment Zimbabwe rugby is not fully professional yeah. but I think we are on the right right step towards getting there we have the right people that are involved yeah. at the moment that can mm. help us get there. And I definitely want to be one of those guys that is helping Zimbabwe rugby get to that, to get to that stage. That's, that's what we all want, right? I think.
1: Yeah. You look. You look at other countries. You look at. We almost bleed out talent, like, and they go elsewhere, and they go and do terrific elsewhere. So it's what we would love is the situation whereby we can almost nurture our own homegrown talent and sustain it over a long-term period. Yes. That's almost first prize. The question I have. For you i guess is like how can people like myself contribute towards that um whether it's the, the work that you guys are doing towards the disabled is it subscribing to you know so you, how can zimbabweans support the work that you guys are doing right now i know of course it's so on the corporate side but just on a yeah just someone like fans you know how can we get behind what what you guys are doing
2: yeah so we, we we've um you know, through our manager, Jason Moritz, who's been absolutely amazing in this process and the team that he's mm-hmm. working with, they've opened up various platforms that will help our supporters engage with us a bit more, almost get a day-to-day feel of what is happening in camp, uh, what the guys are up to, uh, and getting to know the players as well because I feel mm. like a lot of Zimbabweans don't actually know who plays for them. You know, if you, if I right. asked you who, right, Springboks, you'll name them 1 to, one to 15, very one, easily. St- 1 to 15. 15. Twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And we want to get to that stage where we're saying, hey, Jimmy, can you mention the Sables? And you just throw 1 to 15 and you one know exactly the who they are. Yeah. So we, we, they've, they've been working very hard on the on the social media side just to make sure mm-hmm. that our, our supporters know exactly what is going on. Mm-hmm. We've set up um, the Sables Rugby Network, which mm. is a network not just for, for rugby, but it's for... Um, our supporters in the diaspora to find out what is happening um, within the camp, within Zim Rugby yeah. itself, yeah. but also yeah. gives them an opportunity to engage yeah. with other Zimbabweans that are all over the world. So, mm. for example, if you were living in Edinburgh and you right. are looking for someone in Australia um, yes. who uh, you're looking for for someone to supply you something, but from Australia, yes. that Sables Rugby Network will help you link up with mm-hmm. a fellow Zimbabwean who mm. you are going to support. Mm. You know, so that those are the things that we're kind of working on. Obviously the corporate side of things, we've had NetBank jump on board um, and that's yeah. that's been awesome, especially during these trying times. Mm-hmm. Um Unifreight have also come on board. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully hopefully, you know, with, with time we'll be able to get more more sponsors on board, more supporters on board, um, to help our cause in, in qualifying for the rugby world cup in twenty twenty three. Huge.
1: Huge. Awesome. I know. I know. I personally, I've actually already. I've um, put my email in the Sable Rugby Network. I watched your guys' game against Zambia. I said, "You, yeah. I need to. How can I get behind the work that you guys are doing?" So I definitely I, uh, put my email down for that. But I'll also share it with In and who I think, you know, the one to kind of get behind the work that you guys are doing as well. Yeah. Um, oh no, we definitely but, appreciate that. But hey, it's, it's been good chatting. Um, super proud of the work. Um, that you're doing, I think we spoke throughout this interview, we spoke about how you're a deputy head boy, how you're a captain at high school for all these cricket tasks, all these rugby sides. I think in many ways, I guess the prayer is that all of these leadership opportunities have led you to this point, and if you can almost take yeah. all of these things that you've learned across all of these leadership opportunities to really really like use those in a really mighty way, not just in your team yeah. now, but also for like all young Zimbabweans who want to, who look up to you in many ways, um, as as a leader, for some, or in fact as a leader. Period. I think it'd be great if yeah. you you don't take that lightly and and become acutely aware as to you know a lot of people are watching you, and and um, know me knowing you, I know that that won't be that won't be in vain, and yeah, man, we we'll just keep supporting you and keep watching all your games and checking out the uh, Rugby network and any other thing that we can do. Um, whether it's of course reaching out to you for other things, maybe or get your email address or what have you, you can just share that with me and then anyone else who wants to reach out to contribute to the work that you're doing. So yeah. man, I'm, I'm proud of you and thanks for the time, you know, really appreciate it. No, bro,
2: thank you so much for having me and uh, yeah, for always backing me and supporting me. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And yeah, just, I just want to thank everyone else, all all Zimbabweans across the world for you know supporting our cause you know we as i said zimbabwe rugby has been was the zimbabwean people have been starved off um, international yeah. rugby and i believe that this is the time to do it we have the right management we have the right team we're in the right direction in terms of our planning and how we want to do it
0: mm-hmm. and
2: i just rally everyone just to get behind us whether support whether you can jump on um corporates to to come come on board we would really yeah. appreciate your support. Um, we are going to go to the World Cup. We are going to represent Zimbabwe. We're going to have our flag flying amongst the very Talk best there, and Talk and we him. want and we want everyone on this journey with us. We don't want to leave anyone. We want to all go together. So I just reach out and just ask that you know you support us and you keep backing us. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much for having me. I uh, really do appreciate it, and you know, I'm looking forward to um, you know, to having you in the stands when we play against New Zealand at the Stade of France yeah. <laughs> Tell them I
1: receive I receive, alright Amazing, amazing, alright, H thanks so much for that, I'm going to stop I'm going to, uh, yeah, that's us That's us
2: Thanks a lot, bro
0: okay, 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 okay. 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 okay, okay, okay No, it's not easy, I know Upe you unenano You know what I'm talking about I just feel like giving up, But I've come a long way, though And you've come a long way, so Whenever you feel like giving up I just want you to sing the song Negative energy, negative, get away Negative, get away Negative, get away negative. Get away. Let's divide as you go. Let her divine as you get away. Didn't come this far. To no, no. only come this far. No, no. Yeah. When my daddy died, man. We got so broke. Went to South Africa when I was 14 years old. Had to take care of my mom. Life got so cold. Life got so cold. I had to be a man. Yeah. It was no doubt. No, no. Would you believe? told you that my first job was a garden Would boy believe, Would you believe Nigga Guta Gucci at the time? Oh, I'm jamba boy Dragon from a hundred kilometers <laughs> Messina, kushika Louis Street Why I ever ever let that to Joburg They will know exactly what I preaching quite peace, summer season, summer. three straight days, in sing I feed But the thought of my five sisters and my mother gave me reason. Man, I just wanted a better life. That campagaya like, okay. was suicide. suicide. But I didn't want to break mama's heart. No, no, I just let it rest. No, it's not in the army. Upe, you're in the army. Gina, what did I know. I just like giving up. Huh? But I've come a long way though. And you've come a long way. So whenever you feel like it's I just want you to sing the song that's a neck, preventing she get away, get away, neck is prevention to get away, get away, she get away, get away, do that, she get away, get away. Months before I made my, first call. made my first call, you have no idea what it felt like to hear my mama's voice. You, mama? She said that was too, only we had If only we had a choice, you wouldn't be where you are. Where you, are. you would be here with me, with me now. Would you believe if I told you that be to a I beat my phone and I got stabbed? Would you believe? I told you I was never home Would for like 8 years So before you think of giving up, up. just know that you know the only one. only one and if it doesn't kill you no, no, trust no, me it's only no, gonna no, make stronger the it and then dip out as giving up but huh? well, I've come a long way you've come a long way so whatever you feel like giving up I'll just want let it get away get away get away get away